right, welcome back to another episode of the Bet GPT podcast. Um, what episode is this, man? We're at what thirty four right now? Thirty five. Thirty four. Yep. Wow. So, um, episode thirty four. This is our Thanksgiving special. Uh, we're recording Wednesday night, so tomorrow is Turkey Day. We will be, um, I guess, giving you our six pack for the week. We'll maybe do a little recap of last week, but. Uh, we do have a big weekend of football ahead of us. We got rivalry weekend. Uh, we got another good NFL slate coming up. So, um, Slade, you got anything you want to say before we start uh, getting into um, this? I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for all the listeners. And I'm I'm thankful for four straight days of football and time off of work. So um, let's all make some money this weekend and enjoy uh, some time with our families. That was very touching, very touching. Yep. Um, so 17.56 units, that's what we're up right now. Um, so let's continue the hot streak. Last week, um, we went three and, or excuse me, four and one. Our one loss was, um, or excuse me, two losses. We lost the Dolphins and we lost the Iowa-Illinois over, which I'll let you talk about in a second. Uh, but we hit a double unit Georgia play. So overall, it was a positive. Um, yeah, we're up 1.85 units for the week. So take that. Yeah. Um, we, we, I tried to go a little different. I went over in the Iowa, Iowa, uh, Illinois game. There was 19 points in the first half and we only needed 31. Um, I did live bet under to, to hedge. I still came out with a loss total for the game, but, um, yeah, I, I thought we were in a really good position, but I wasn't super confident. Um, and then I think the second half, there was like, what, one touchdown the whole half? Um, yeah. I ended up winning the game, but yeah, there was just the whole second half was basically uh, punting the ball back and forth. So that that uh, is why you never uh, get off of what... what that, that was like our brand, was taking the unders. So yeah. I, I just feel like I, I lost my identity there. But my other identity play of the week, the Kentucky-Florida play, uh, that one won. But it's kind of funny because Graham Mertz got hurt. And the <laughs> backup is who led like the, the touchdown <laughs> drive that, that brought the over. So I don't even know if I can really take credit for that one because we don't know if Graham Mertz would have got the over if he stayed in. He, he contributed a little bit. That's all that matters. Yeah, he was him. fine. He was fine. So with all that being said, uh, we can go into this week's six-pack. Do you have the Iowa under on here? I do. 26 points. The lowest one of all of the to- – this is probably the one we should have taken the over in. It's it's 25.5 on FanDuel, 26 on most other books. Okay. I'm taking – I'm doing. we're, we're going to do 26. I got it at 26.5, and, and I also d- doubled down at 26. I think it's going to go under. Um, I have that as one of my six-pack plays. I, I think Iowa will win the game. Uh, they are a two and a half point underdog, so you can get them at plus one twenty two. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? It's it's in Lincoln. They're playing Chuba Hubbard or not Chuba Ch- Chuba Purdy, uh, yeah. <laughs> Brock's little brother. <laughs> yeah, the only two guys with that name in like the yeah. history of college sports just but, rolls off the tongue. Uh, I think. I don't know. I think Iowa ends up winning. That's just what they've done the past six weeks. It hasn't ever looked good. They just keep winning, minus that Minnesota debauchery that happened. But so should we add um, plus Iowa money line plus one one twenty two to the six pack? 
If it's a play of yours, I have three on my own, man. That, that's on you. you can... No, we'll stay away. I don't trust them. I still don't. Every week, it's going to come down to the... Maybe we'll live bet it. I don't tweet it out. I don't know. Let's, we'll stay away. We'll take the under 26. Um, this isn't a pod play either, but I also like Iowa under 12 and a half points. Um, I think that that would probably hit most weeks. Yeah. Since, I, yeah, since the, the change at quarterback. Hey, worst case scenario, we lose and you get to see some points on your Friday this weekend. It's not the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next up, what you got? All right. I have Bama minus 14 and a half. This feels very similar to the Georgia play we had last week. There is just a massive talent gap. I am a little salty because if one, I lost the Auburn bet last week and I had them in a parlay with the money line against New Mexico State. Uh, New Mexico State lost to UMass not that long ago, so that was a horrible loss for Auburn. Um, but I'm salty because the line is 14 and a half. I think if if Auburn just beats New Mexico State handily like they should, that line is probably like minus 10. But when you get beat by multiple scores by one of the worst teams in college football, or I guess I guess they're not one of the worst. One of the, they're just a G5 team. They should not be on the same field as you. It's at home. They got paid like, 1.5 million to play that game and they won so um i still think bama will cover the 14 and a half that's that's just a straight minus 110 um so that's yeah. my other one uh well, they, can't I imagine mean, they, bama losing so it's just how much do they win by they need to win by a lot too because they're on the cusp of the playoff so you know points. a 30 a 30 point win means a lot more than a 10 point win Yep, style so, points matter. It yeah. is it is in Auburn, but I just don't think the talent is is even comparable. Um, and then my last one I'm going to go with is Clemson minus seven versus South Carolina. Uh, Clemson is trending upward. I think we're starting to see water find its level a little bit. They're probably around a top 15-ish team, and South Carolina is not a top 25 team. Um, Seven isn't the best number ever, but um, Clemson just beat the hell out of North Carolina. They beat the hell out of Notre Dame. South Carolina is a, a tier below. It is a rivalry game, but South Carolina winning it last year might be an advantage for Clemson. Um, a little bit of a revenge factor. So I like Clemson minus seven. I just think, again, they're they're on a different level talent-wise. And um, this is why I didn't ever back off the Clemson the, the Clemson stock. They, they had some close losses, some fluky losses. Um, just don't fumble in the red zone, and they should win this game. So do you um, do you have, first of all, do you have all these at minus 110, your three plays? Yeah, yeah all three are okay. minus 110. Okay. Yeah, so then for all, for all the listeners, make sure you're shopping around a little bit too. If you have access to FanDuel, you, you usually have access to DraftKings as well. I know Circa's in Iowa as well, so... Uh, shop around for a few of these prices um and it sounds like especially that iowa under if you can get an under 26 and a half mm-hmm. uh, that's that's huge yeah but, uh okay my three plays um i'm ready to to, to stir up some drama with my players. i know where this is going and i'm gonna tell you that this was my fourth my the opposite of what you're gonna say <laughs> was my fourth pick but i you didn't know, put it because did. i didn't know what we would do if we were on the opposite sides of the same bet you don't even know what I'm doing yet. I'll, 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 Michigan. No, 
Dude, uh, I'm taking Ohio. I'm taking Ohio State money line plus one. Oh, me too. Okay, should we double unit it or no? Yeah, double unit. Plus one forty five. Is that what you got it at? It's it's at plus one thirty four right now on FanDuel. Okay, I got it at plus one forty five today. Um, go ahead though with your reasoning. I have mine. Let me yeah. Let me just check my DraftKings. Well, whatever the draft, whatever the better odds between DraftKings and, and FanDuel are, we'll take that because obviously I'm about to place this bet. Um, but okay. So, Michigan has looked terrible the last two weeks. I think it is a legitimate issue that Jim Harbaugh is gone. The biggest question is, how's the Ohio State quarterback play going to be? Um, I don't have the answer to that, but I just think it has to be average for them to win this game. Michigan has looked all out of sorts. Everyone thinks they're going to win. They're the favorites, even though they've they've you know lost ten out of the last twelve years, or whatever. Yeah, they won two or three in a row, whatever it is. But I don't know. I feel like it's too big of an overcorrection. Three and a half points is a lot. If you'd rather just mm-hmm. you know bet the spread, I'm not going to argue with that at all. But I, I I think this is a coin flip game. You're giving me one of these teams at plus you know one thirty four, whatever it is. That's that's good enough for me. I'm taking yeah, it. I- that's exactly what I had written down was this is a coin flip game and you're giving me plus money. It feels very similar to when I took Oregon over Washington. And mm-hmm. I know that one lost, but I still think Oregon was the better team and they lost on, you know, a last second field goal situation. Yeah, and they, they if they missed. play again, o- Oregon's gonna be a seven yeah, point favorite. Exactly. So, yeah. so I, oh, I don't the, regret that loss at all. DraftKings has it plus one forty five. We're taking okay. the plus one forty five. Okay, that's what I got it at today anymore. as well. Um okay. I I think I to to play the other side of this last year if you remember Michigan almost lost to Illinois the week before the Ohio State game and it didn't really matter I think both teams kind of the last few weeks leading up to playing each other they play things close to the vest the way they yeah. both played Penn State the games felt very similar um I I'm leaning Ohio State because I just think that I, I know there is a little bit of that revenge factor, and I do think the gym stuff is eventually probably going to catch up to them in terms of being a distraction. But I just think Ohio State's getting healthier too. This is the healthiest they've been all year. They're actually starting to run the ball. Travion Henderson is full go. Um, their offensive line, the defensive line. I, I think the best units on both teams are the defensive line. So I've been tempted to take the under 46 in that game, but I'm not going to. Um, just because of what I said about both teams don't show anything until they play each other. There's always like a couple trick plays. Yeah. There's a couple big plays that happen. This game hasn't gone under 46 points in 13 years. So I I feel like I'd be bucking a big trend there. I don't I don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, but I I do think this could be a game that looks stylistically very similar to the Penn State games for each team where it was like low 20s versus mid-teens um it is in ann arbor but uh yeah kyle mccord is the x factor if, if he takes care of the football um he might be the weakest link if you switch quarterbacks i think ohio state's the better team outside of quarterback so we'll see I, obviously i'm rooting for michigan i'm not wearing my michigan shirt like i like i normally am on this pod but I think people are also underestimating how good Marvin Harrison Jr. is. He's not probably not going to win the Heisman anymore, but 
he's going to have an opportunity to make a couple of game-breaking plays, and I do think he's going to convert on least one, at least one. I don't know if that's going to be a key third and long or a third down to ice it or a touchdown in the red zone, but he's going to do something that no one else on that field can do. Um, so I'm going to take Ohio State. And yeah, Ohio State last year, I know they're not the same team. They don't have CJ Stroud, who's like literally a top like six or seven QB in the NFL right now, but they probably should have beat Georgia last year. They probably should be the defending national champions. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's not forget about that. It is a rivalry game. It is going to be close, but I think Ohio State is the right move here. So we're going two units plus 145. Uh, it's a big one for us, but I feel feel pretty good about it. Yeah, and not to not to interrupt you in the middle of your six pack, but I just want to make this clear too. If Michigan loses, Michigan is out of the playoff. If Ohio State loses, I think that they still have a slimmer of hope of getting in. They would need some help, obviously, like Bama would need to lose or Texas, a Florida State, something like that. But if you, um, unless it's a blowout and like Michigan just crushes them, I think Ohio State still has a chance to get in just because. If you put them on like a one loss resume for some of their peers, it's going to stack up better. Um, like Michigan doesn't have any big wins besides Penn State. No, they don't have and- any other big wins at all. So like Ohio State's gone and won at Notre Dame and stuff like that. So th- their schedules just aren't exactly equal. Um, so if it if it did come down to like a one loss team getting in, I think Ohio State would have a better chance than Michigan because Michigan only has one ranked win. Yeah, obviously it's going to have to be a close loss too. If they lose by a field goal at the end, yeah, then if it, if it's you know two touchdowns either way, you can kiss your chances yeah. of the playoff goodbye. And you, yeah, you're also going to need help either way. Like you, you're not going to get in if yeah. Florida State and all those teams went out. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's that's my first play. My second play, um, I'm taking. Uh, I'm doing a little Thanksgiving play for everybody, so we'll have something to watch tomorrow. Um, I'm going to do a six-point teaser. I'm going to tease the Lions down to one and a half against the Packers, and I'm going to tease the Niners down from seven to one at the Seahawks. Um, Packers are horrible. Aaron Jones is out their savior. Um, So without him there, I don't know how they're going to pass the ball. Christian Watson might as well be donovan people's jones for all i care nothing's happening there um this the packers team is not good they just lost their linebacker he's going to be out for the game the lines are going to run a ton so if you want to do some player props feel free to uh, fire up david montgomery in my opinion uh and then the niners uh against the seahawks Geno Smith got a little banged up. They asked him how he was doing in practice, and he said he's had better days earlier this week. I don't think that's a great sign. I know uh, the Niners say, uh, secondary, they lost uh, Talona Hafunga, which sucks. He's a ball hawk, definitely a guy who's always there for a p- chance for a potential defensive touchdown. I remember I wanted to bet him to win the Super Bowl MVP like 200 to 1 a couple years ago, um, but that obviously didn't end up happening. But, uh, yeah, so this I just feel like the Niners are kind of ready to turn it on, and I'm like this close. If you're watching the YouTube stream, my fingers are about an inch away. I'm this close to putting in a Brock Purdy MVP bet. Um, I just don't know if I have the heart to do it now that uh, now that Brocktober's over and he's back to being himself. You know, he got mm-hmm. a concussion and kind of wasn't good the week before and the week after. I don't know if there's any correlation there, but 
feel like the Niners aren't going to lose many more games. So what are that, the what are the where is he at in terms of the MVP? I'm sure I heard Jalen Hurts is the favorite, but I didn't know if is he top three, top five? Like, are you going to get good value there? I have a book that has an 18 to one right now. He's somewhere between 14 and 16 most places. He's about okay. the fifth best odds. Jalen Hurts is at plus 250. Mahomes plus 400. Now that Mahomes lost to the Eagles, I'm not really sure if Mahomes can win MVP. Oh, he's down to plus 460. Yeah, Lamar I, plus 420. Yeah, yeah I say Brock Purdy's 15 to one. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I don't know. Do you have any issues with that? With that? teaser i just laid out are you cool with it no i'm cool with it and the brock purdy thing his qb or his passer rating is like head and shoulders better than any other qb it's actually kind of crazy how far ahead he is Tua's number two on the list and Tua comes in fourth in the mvp um i think if you still believe in mahomes like i have a seven to one mvp ticket for him so i'll probably hedge with one of the other options here but um, his schedule gets really light. He probably doesn't really have any marquee games to have his moment. If if Marvin or Marvin, if MVS uh, for the Chiefs catches that pass, I'm curious what that number is. Um, yeah, it's crazy what one play can do. But um, well, it's not even that. On that fourth and long, he threw it right to another, Watson yeah. too. So yeah, so I, I think Purdy's a safe bet as like a long shot. I guess I don't like any of the other names in that category. Um, yeah, I, I guess I just wanted to show this. So Brock Purdy has a 115 passer rating. The next closest is 106. Will you? And that's two. Will you try to guess who number three is? Dak. No, he's four. I don't know. Russell Wilson. <laughs> he is um, having a pretty good year, actually. Yeah, and uh, Justin Fields is within one point of Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. They're all 93, 94. Trevor Lawrence is behind them. Joe Burrow a few spots lower. Um, Kirk Cousins' numbers were pretty good before he got hurt. So, yeah. Sucks to see. Stroud is eighth. Josh Allen ninth. Um, Yeah, Purdy is just on a different level in terms of, like, his efficiency this year. Um, And if he took out October, it'd be pretty nuts. Yeah, it's... I mean, yeah, you can say all you want about Shanahan, and probably a lot of that is true, but you can't deny the numbers he's putting up. Um, This was through 10 weeks, so this is kind of an older... Oh, here we go. Through week 11, he's number one in adjusted EPA per play, number one in success rate, number four in completion rate over expected. You know, he's sitting there at like 15, 16 to one. Number one in pass rate, number one in QBR, number one in yards and attempt, number one in completion. Just because his name's Brock Purdy, he doesn't have number one odds. If this was Mahomes having these numbers, he would be like minus 300. But yes, that does play a factor into the voters. But I think mm-hmm. the voters are smart enough to figure out yeah. um, it should be Purdy. Some of it's projections too. Like the odds aren't like if the season ended today, this is like where they think they'll end up too. So they are factoring yeah. in the rest of your schedule. I will say one one other thing. It's Niners at Eagles next week. So I don't want to look too far ahead, but if the Niners win that game, I can guarantee, and Brock Purdy plays fine, I guarantee you he's going to be like plus 300. So I agree. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, let's just do it. I'm going to put a quarter unit, 0.25 units on Brock Purdy, 16 to 1 MVP. Okay. Uh, put, that, put that into the into our tracker here. 
And um, while you're doing that, can I ask what how many what was our unit size on that uh Oregon national title play? Was that a full unit? No. It's uh 0.25 at 28 to 1. So really it's like a full unit at 7 to 1. Okay. Can um can can I hedge this with yeah. a uh Georgia national title yep. uh plus 230 on FanDuel? Wow, um, that seems huge, man. Yeah, I can cuz this seems this seems a little crazy to me. Georgia's plus 230 and Michigan is plus 300. Wow. Michigan has to play Ohio State. We'll probably have to play another really good team in the first round and then the national title against Georgia. I understand Georgia has to face Bama just to get into the playoff. But, but if, also, they beat, if they they're beat gonna Bama, then they, then they can play Florida State, and that's a bye. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so yeah. I, I like them at 230. I don't know how anyone can watch the last few games and not think that uh, Carson Beck is the best quarterback on the contending teams besides Bo Nix or Michael Penix. Like, if you're talking about like the best rosters, the Michigans, the Ohio States, the Alabamas, the Georgias, who has the best quarterback of those four? It's Carson Beck, and I don't think it's even particularly close. No. The throws he was making against Tennessee were NFL caliber throws. Um, I just think that Georgia is the most complete team. And until I see them lose, I'm going to have a hard time believing it. And if Georgia beats Alabama, I think that number gets down to like, like assuming they're in the playoff as the one seed, that number might be like minus money. Because like I said, they're getting a buy. And then you're basically getting the winner of like Michigan or Ohio State versus like Oregon and Washington or Washington, one of those teams. And there's no way Georgia's not going to be favored in that. So, yeah, I mean, they, they have a long ways to go, but this is just, and also they have a, they play Georgia Tech this week. So you don't have to worry about anything this week either. So plus yeah. 230, um, I'll do a full unit. Um, that way okay. we're going to have a, a solid profit. Um, as long as anybody uh, besides like Michigan, Ohio State win the national title. So, yeah, if Oregon gets into the playoff, Oregon's going to be probably the three or the yeah. two. So they'll be on the opposite side of Georgia if Georgia uh-huh. wins, which would be nice. Um, if they somehow end up playing each other in the semis, that's also not the worst thing in the world. We can probably just be rooting for Oregon there. And if Georgia wins, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's a really, a really good hedge right there. Okay. Um, yeah. And I guess same with the Purdy at 16 to one, um, you know, it's, it's obviously going to be hedgeable too, but I don't know, 0.25 units. It's no, no biggie to lose that. Um, all right. And then my last play real quick, um, it is going to NFL. I'm taking the over in the, um, in the uh, this AFC South matchup, Jaguars against the Texans. Um, so let me double check this number here. Uh, I'm seeing over 48 and a half. They have it minus 106. Um, so the 48 and a half, um, I like it because I think the Texans offense is very good. Their defense is pretty eh. Um, the Jags seem to get into shootouts and if they're up they let the team back in if they're down they have the kind of firepower to get back into it i don't think 48 and a half is enough here i think this gets into the 50s i think one team could easily put up 30 because this could be like a uh, 30 24 type of game uh so i'm taking the over 48 and a half here 
Yep, and the Jags scored 34 alone last week. So against the Titans defense, who isn't anything to sneeze at. Um, yeah. I have one last play. I don't really care if it counts towards the tracker or not. This is just me asking you, between Washington, Alabama, Florida State, Texas, and Oregon, do you see any of those teams losing this week before the conference title games, just week 13? Yeah, I can see Texas losing. Yeah, I was going to say that if one of those teams is going to lose, it's probably going to be Washington, Texas, or Florida State. But I parlayed them all, and I put it at it got, I got it at one seventy. So plus one seventy or minus plus. So I I did it as kind of like an emotional hedge because if one of those teams loses, I'm not really sure how upset I'll be. Like if if Florida State loses, we're going to be ecstatic. Yeah, probably the most likely to lose out of that group. If Texas loses, I I won't be super bummed. If Bama loses, then I cash my Bama under play. So (laughs) no matter what, I'm like, I feel pretty good. And then Washington or Oregon losing. I don't see Oregon losing, but Washington, maybe. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I was like, "Eh, we'll see. And then another fun one, just for the record, I have a 13-point teaser again. With Iowa and Nebraska over 13 as one of the legs. And then I also kind of doubled down on the Bama one. So I have that down to one point, minus 1.5. And then I also have Oregon money line. And then I have Ole Miss plus three tomorrow, Thanksgiving night versus Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. Uh, that comes out to like, I think it's, or like, it's right around even money. I don't remember. But um, I, those are just like four legs that on paper seem like they're not going to lose. I mean, with my luck, Iowa will win like nine to three or lose nine to three or something. And that won't hit, but, um, yeah, no, I, I, I like all those legs there. Do you want any of these on the record or are um, you sitting it out? We can just sit it out. It's fine. The listeners right. know where just, to find me. Just tweet me. them out. Just tweet yep. them out. Okay. All right, cool. So we got uh, we got um, Iowa Nebraska under twenty six for um, risking a unit at minus one ten. Bama minus fourteen and a half risking a unit at minus one ten. Clemson risking a unit at minus seven um, minus one ten. Uh, Ohio State money line two unit play at plus one forty five. We have a six point teaser. The Niners down to minus one. Lines down to minus one and a half. That's at minus one thirty four. Uh, the Jags Texans over 48.5 uh, minus 106. And then we also have a couple futures we added here. We have Brock Purdy MVP quarter unit at plus 1600. And then the Georgia national title for a full unit at plus 230. So, wow. That was, uh, that was kind of fun not knowing each other's plays. That was pretty eventful last Yeah, I like keeping it a secret from you and yeah. then seeing where, where we, uh, deter from each other i really expected michigan on your on your list i dude i'm here to make money i'm not here to be a fanboy. okay all right i hear you all right um so uh i'm gonna have to be hopping off here in the next like 10 minutes or so do you want to do you want to talk nfl college what do you want to what um, do you want to do here let's uh we can do some NFL if you if you have time. I mean, otherwise, I can just go into baseball and just kind of catch things up, catch us, catch people up on that. 
Uh, let's yeah, let's do let's do NFL. I can just touch on a couple games that I want to talk about, and then you can close it off with baseball. Yep, that sounds um, good. So we talked Packers, Lions, uh, Commanders, Cowboys. Also on Thanksgiving, I think the Cowboys are going to roll there. They're at twelve and a half. Not much to say there. The Cowboy or the Commanders lost the turnover battle um, six to zero last week. That's happened thirty eight times in NFL history. Teams are zero and thirty eight. Do you remember the last time a team? Um, lost 6-0 in the turnover battle. Probably the Bears. It was the Nathan Peterman three interception game, or four interception <laughs> first half game or whatever it was. <laughs> that Twitter was so fun that night. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Niners, Seahawks, we talked that. Uh, Dolphins, Jets, the Dolphins um, are nine and a half point favorites. Amazon paid $100 million to have this game on Black Friday. Did They did not think Tim Boyle was going to be the starting no. QB. Uh, but he is, and he's horrible, and uh, I think the Jets maybe keep it close in the first half, and then the Dolphins just run away in the second half. I, I took the Dolphins to cover. I took the, the the Niners to cover, too. The Tim Boyle college stat line of, like, one touchdown, 13 interceptions will never not make me laugh, but it's like he's he's Aaron Rodgers' buddy, so his career just keeps to continue on. It's awesome. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but good for him. It's all about who you know, right? Yeah, can we get to the uh, Falcons? I know you wanted to fade yeah. them. Did you? Are you on the Saints money line? I know it's a pick 'em. Yeah, I am. I am. I am on the same. Saints money I put line. two units on Saints money line. I, I don't know how great I feel anytime you put money on Derek Carr like that, but I wanted to stay true to what we said. I'm I'm fading the Falcons. The Falcons are bad. They are not good. Desmond Ritter's not going to beat us. As long as the, the Derek Carr doesn't turn the ball or maybe just here's an idea. Maybe just throw it to Chris Olave for once. He's pretty good. Yeah. Throw a screen to Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Um, Browns, Broncos. Browns are one half point favorites. Uh, they squeaked out. He went against the Steelers last week. DTR. They're Look favorites the first... now? No, they're down. They're one point one half point underdogs. Okay. I was going to say that yeah. you might want to get on that. Yeah. Okay. No. So uh, I do think the Browns end up winning this game, but I don't know. It's it's going to be tough. Once again, very turnover related. If the Browns lose, I think they're going to go to Joe Flacco next week. That wouldn't surprise me. But as long as they keep winning with DTR, I don't know why they would make a switch. Um, um, my thoughts yeah. on this are the Broncos at home are like a different team. Not just this year, just historically. So that's the only thing that would make me a little nervous. And that's why they always seem to get like an extra point or two at home. Yeah, um, and then Russ is obviously having a little bit of a bounce back here. I still don't know if I totally buy it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very hit or miss with the Broncos. I don't know. I still don't like Sean Payton. I still don't think he's a great coach, but I don't know. Other uh, here's a couple boring games I don't really want to touch on. Patriots Giants loser has like a great chance to have a top three pick. So I don't. I'm rooting for the Pats to get that pick or to to help to help the Bears pick. Yeah. Um, this could be the last ever Mac Jones start as well, if he even plays. So it's been a good run. Not really, but <laughs> shout out Mac Jones. Uh, Steelers, Bengals. Steelers just stay getting lucky. Um, Burrow's out for the season now. Um, so the Steelers will probably end up winning this game because Jake Browning is not good. Um, we saw him a little bit in the second half the other night, but I don't. I don't think the Bengals have any chance here, do you? 
Which is no. good for under under nine or under yeah, nine. I, don't think, I think the more that a guy like him plays, the more likely he is to get exposed. And sometimes them coming in in the middle of a game and the other team didn't game plan, they can look serviceable. And then yeah. the next week they usually kind of blow up. Um, I am a little interested in this Cardinals Rams game. I think the, I think the Cardinals can win that one. It's like a one points one point line, but um, I think Kyler just makes the Cardinals a totally different team. And he doesn't want to lose either. No, he he's not to playing to lose. They should have. They they played a really good game against the Texans offensively last week, and so I don't know. I think they're going to win a couple more games. I'm a little less worried about them in terms of tanking just because of Kyler. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so going back to the AFC South matchup, Jags Texans. Um, I think you, if you're going to bet this game, I don't know why you would bet the Texans. You might as well just bet the Texans to win the division at plus two thirty. Um, the Texans are one and a half point underdogs at home. Um, they look, they look great offensively. I mean, Tank Dell and CJ Stroud, that connection has been amazing. Um, Trevor Lawrence was the AFC offense player of the week last week. So he's been looking better as long as he takes care of the ball. Jags are pretty good. Um, I'm leaning the Jags here just because a rookie quarterback is going to have rookie games. Um, do you have any thoughts on this game? No. Yeah. Um, okay. What are your? Yeah, who are you rooting for in this Philly's Philly Bills game? Uh, Jalen Hurts against Josh Allen, my two like fake favorite quarterbacks. Um, J- I'm rooting for. Well, I'm rooting for the Eagles because I don't want the, I want the Browns to make the playoffs. So I hope the Bills keep losing. I guess even though they are my Super Bowl pick. Um, I'm not fully out on the bills yet. I think, I think they can <laughs> me every single week. I'm not fully out on the bills. Hey, they won. Um, so they're alive. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I don't know. I think the Eagles win. I think that, um, as long as they stop digs from being a game breaker, the bills are not a good team. So I'm doing that. Um, you have any, you feel the same way? I think, I think this is a good spot to catch Philly if you're going to catch them. Um, it's, it's not a. I think that like a team like the, the Eagles when they play like a good team from the AFC, it just doesn't mean the same because it doesn't impact seeding as much. Philly kind of has a little bit of a cushion. Um, I don't know. I think they could. The only thing is, it's it's in Philly and that crowd and that environment is different than playing uh, Boyle or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, uh, no, I like totally. I, I like the Ravens against the Chargers this week because I just don't care about the home field the Chargers have. Um, it's three and a half points. It's not my favorite number. I, I kind of like the over there too at forty seven and a half because I still think that worst case the Chargers are going to score twenty ish points. So yeah, and and then is is Staley going to be able to keep the Ravens under thirty? I don't know. No, it's, probably not. Um, and then Monday night, we get the best game of the week. We get the Bears at Minnesota. On, I think uh, the Bears are going to win. Justin Fields was really damn good last week. Matt Eberflus, I had no words for what I witnessed. Um, blew a 12-point lead in less than four minutes. Um, it, it was like something you would see out of like, it, it felt, my, my dad texted me during the game and goes, I smell a rat. 
at the end because it, it just <laughs> he's it's not that we think they're actually losing on purpose because Eberflus has no intention but it, the, the, the decisions that were made are so bad that you would almost think that um yeah just inexplicable decision over and over and over again and it's like you felt it before it even happened um that's just a sign of a bad coach any coach in the league besides brandon staley ron rivera and matt Eberflus win that game and you're not yep. sweating it i totally agree yeah but better for their draft, their draft odds. But, you know, they're going to have to start winning eventually to kind of prove to the guys in the locker room yeah. that they can win. So. Yeah, I wanted to win it because you got, like you said, you got to get some winning DNA. A lot of these guys are rookies, second-year guys. They're going to be here when it's time to win. You can't develop this losing culture. So, yep. All right. Uh, I think that's it with NFL. Um, college, other big games going on this weekend. We have that Oregon State-Oregon game. Oregon's up to a 13.5, 14-point favorite there. Um, we both like Oregon to win. I don't know about to cover. That seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Florida State-Florida is a sneaky good game. Both teams have backup quarterbacks. Um, it's a six-point spread. I think Florida State will still win. Um but I would just love to see Florida in the swamp end their season. Um, no Graham Mertz. If Graham Mertz was playing, I think this would be closer to a pick em. But Florida has their backup quarterback playing as well. What are your thoughts on LSU, Texas A&M? I'm kind of of the, the opinion that it's LSU's last game. They're going to try to score as many points as they possibly can. Yeah, I, I think that for Jaden Daniels, Heisman, case they're going to try to run up the score but i think ls it's at 11 and a half point spread i think AM can cover that but i would probably lean the over it's a it's a large number but uh, lsu just doesn't play defense and they score like crazy um for the sake of my heisman futures i would love to see daniels have a eh, day but i still think lsu will win yeah yeah totally agree um texas could easily lose to texas tech but i, I still want to bet that um, I think Washington State's quarterback, Cam Ward, the kid who was like a really good big in the year, has been hurt lately. I think he's back this week and he's going to enter the transfer portal apparently after this game. Um, so you might see him at a blue blood type program next year. Um, this will be like a little bit of a tryout for him. It's a 16 and a half point line. I, I think I would take Washington State to cover that. Um, Washington might just be looking ahead to the, the Pac-12 title game. Um, and then also, I almost put this on the six-pack. I think Kansas State's going to blow out Iowa State and roll that into the Big 12 title. Oh, interesting. I was going to ask you, who's that other team? Is the winner get into that game? I, I or think who? it's – I think or no, it's Oklahoma. If Oklahoma State wins, I think they go. But Kansas State would be next up. I think that's how it is. Both teams have three losses. Kansas State is might be the best team in the conference. But – they they have some losses. Yeah, Oklahoma State beat Kansas State head to head. So we'll see. But yeah. I just think Kansas State will take care of business. It's at home, senior day. Iowa State just got off a physical game. They have nothing to play for. They already have bowl eligibility. Yeah. So talent mismatch. I do I do want to ask you um one other topic here. Cade McNamara, 10.07 a.m. today, tweeted, big things coming soon, dot, dot, with an I emoji. He, he posted he is, like, sponsored by U.S. Cellular now, so I think that's the news. Mm, no comment. <laughs> that, dude, that, 
that ain't big, man. I how U.S. Who, who do you know anyone who uses U.S. Cellular? Mm, no, I'm sure he got a bag though, but I don't know why they would pick him. Um, one quick Iowa thing. Uh, Beth Getz' decision to fire Brian looks better every day because now that Iowa has a chance to go ten and two, you're going to get like all those people that are like, "Oh, we went ten and two. How do you fire Brian?" Despite the fact it's like they weren't winning because of Brian, they scored thirteen points last week. So it seemed like it was it kind of worked out. Brian seems at peace. He seems happy. His team, the team's kind of rallying around him. Kirk seems like he's okay with the decision now um, after some time, and you know. It just seems like it's it's working out the way it should, and we don't have the like the whole like, man, if they win this, does that increase the chances of Brian coming back? Yeah. Discussion. So it it, yeah. it makes it makes being able to win ugly a little more enjoyable as a fan. Yep. I so I went to the Iowa bar in Santa Monica this past weekend to watch the game, and when Iowa had that game winning touchdown late in the fourth, I yelled um, to give Brian Ferentz a contract extension. And everyone everyone in the bar started laughing. So. Uh, <laughs> just had to you got to get your brian jokes out all you can because we're not we're not going to have them forever so yeah you know i'm happy for him as a guy um you know i'm glad he got to walk out of Kinnick victorious i would it would have been kind of sad to see him go out with like a really really bad performance until that last drive they gave him the the powerade shower after yeah the game as well it's almost like it's a rudy situation like he's like he really is Kendall Roy, man. It's like you, everyone's like cheering him on, and he just doesn't have it. But everyone's like, "Come on!" Um, uh, uh, all right, do you want to do MLB now? Yeah. So I want to try this new this new sound effect. Let me know if you can hear this. <laughs> I could hear it. I just don't know. If, is that part of ZenCaster? Yeah, so I think anytime we start doing baseball, we can play that sound. Okay, I like that. I like it's that. It's like our new little signal. We're going to start talking baseball. <laughs> um, so some some news across the league. Aaron Nola signed an extension with Philly seven years, like $172 million. In my opinion, that's an overpay. Um, he had a four-point-something ERA. He's on the wrong side of 30. I think that they just kind of had Philly in a spot where it was like, if you don't pay him, you're taking a step backwards. And the other option was Atlanta division rival. Um, so it's like, if you don't sign him, it's kind of, you know, a double whammy. So I, I wouldn't have wanted to pay him that. I'm not upset at all. The Cubs did not pay him that he's going to be 38 and making like $24 million or something pass on that. He wasn't even good this year. You can do a lot better for cheaper, but I understand it from Philly's perspective. They have the emotional attachment that other fan bases wanted to him as well. You can do a lot better for cheaper, like Kyle Gibson and whatever that other clown is, the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. so the Cardinals' entire rotation right now, it, they signed Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson to one-year contracts, like 10 to $12 million each. They're both over 35. Right now their entire rotation is over 35 because they have like Steven Matz as well. And, I, and then I think Miles Michaelis is like right around there. Um, I guess the only way I understand it is like they're going to eat innings and they might be trade bait late in the year. Some team needs, some contender needs it, but I just really don't. From from a Cubs standpoint, I love it. I think it's they just added batting practice for us, so yeah. I don't I don't care. Um, I do think it kind of signals that there might be something down the line because you don't make those moves unless you think you're going to get a top tier starter. I don't know who that is or who they would be willing to pay, but. 
Yamamoto. Did you see today he said he wants to play with uh, other Japanese players? Sounds like a Chicago two-for-one special. Um, yeah. That can only be ripped away from us by the L.A. Dodgers. So Tommy Ed, or not Tommy Edmond. Yeah, Tommy Edmond. He's, uh, he is Japanese, I think, and he's friends with Yamamoto. So that's the only edge I could maybe see the Cardinals having. But yeah, we have Sia Suzuki, and if we get Otani, and then you have, you know, Darvish had a lot of positive things to say. The Cubs could be turning into Amer- America's Japanese team. Um, I was listening to a podcast talk about the financial impact of Otani. Like the the ads that the Angels ran last year were over 50% Japanese ads, and they made a killing off those ads. It was something, it was stu- like every game that he pitched, and they like put those like signs, you know, in the back behind the pitcher. Like yeah. in games where he was a starting pitcher, they made like a million more a game or something stupid. The financial impact of signing Otani almost like pays for itself in some ways. Um, they had more I, viewers in Japan than in America for the Angels. I just fact checked you on Lars Newbar is from Lars Newbar. That's it. Yeah. Who did Tommy I say? Edmund, Tommy Edmund is from South Korea. So okay. they're both. They're both. I, yeah. Um, that's right. Yeah. yeah. They were golfing together last week. So that got people excited. Um, nice. Yeah. I don't, I don't see Blake Snell fitting in to the Cardinals. He, he seems like a weird culture fit. Um, I feel like he's going to stay on the West coast. Um, the Dodgers are rumored to be interested in Mike Trout as well. I can't imagine the angels doing a trade with the Dodgers sending him across town. I, I, I can't either, but you never know. Um, let's see what other what what else is on the hot stove. Bo Bichette rumors with the Cubs. So the second off season in a row, the Cubs have been linked to him. He's got two years left. He's twenty five years old. He was a four war player. Um, the Cubs would have to play him at third base. Um, I would love to have him. I'm a little nervous what that would cost in prospect capital. Um, I don't want to trade Matt Shaw, but I feel like he would have to be in that trade. He was our first round pick this year. Um, I mean. Bobichette's a top six, seven shortstop. And then obviously you still have Dansby and you have Nico. Your infield would be awesome, fun. The hair in that infield would be incredible. Um, I don't know. I, I just I don't see it happening. I think that that would be a lot, a lot, just a lot to give up. Yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, you're gonna have to trade players to get players. That's just the mm-hmm. nature of the game. So um there's nothing like I know I love prospects, you love prospects, but when you have a guaranteed star, I'm willing to pay prospects for it. I know John Heyman today was talking about Juan Soto trade availability, and he said that two top 100 guys could be enough to get it done. I'm all for that. It's like if you can extend Soto, you know, you're getting the next Ted Williams or, you know, whoever you think he's going to be. So, yeah, the problem is I don't know if he's going to be willing to talk extension until. I think he wants then to don't hit do free it. agency. Then yeah, don't that's, do it. That's don't the thing. It, that's why I might hold it up. Um, yeah, I mean, morell has been the trade bait there for the Cubs. Um, I see. It sounds like Otani is down to two teams. Allegedly, I would still yeah. say the Giants have a chance. I'm not. He though. There's like this rumor going around. Like if Otani, if teams are like leaking that they're talking to Otani, like Otani will be pissed. Like. This dude and his media stuff still seems a little odd to me. I hope that if he does come to the Cubs, he opens up a little bit. Um, 
we'll see. I, I think there's a little bit of buzz with Josh Hader too with the Cubs, just the council connection and the Cubs uh, are interested in like a multi-year contract for a reliever. The Cubs have not given a, a contract to a reliever over one year since 2017. And that was um, Brian Dunsing for like 7 million total. Um, do you have any free agent predictions like a Jordan Montgomery, a Sonny Gray? Um, do any of those guys, do you have any predictions where they're going to end up? Um, I, I don't know the exact teams, but I think that the, the Rangers, now that they've won a World Series, I think they want more. I think they're going to make another splash in free agency too. I don't think it's going to be a, the, the ilk of like Otani or something, but I think they can get one of these mid-level starters. So um, I, I'd go there for one of those guys, um, especially because Montgomery was so good kind of towards the end of last year. Um, I also think the Orioles may be in on one of these guys if they're truly ready to win, but they could also go the route of trading, uh, trading, um, prospects. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I think Sonny Gray will be a brave or a Cardinal Jordan Montgomery. I could see go back to the Rangers, Cody Bellinger to the Yankees. And then I'm hoping the Cubs get one of the Japanese guys and, uh, we'll kind of go from there. Real quick to end the show, what percent chance do you think the Cubs get Bo Bichette? Is that an actual thing? It is a thing. John Morrissey tweeted about it today. I would say it's like twenty five percent or less. I just, I just, it, it just seems really unlikely, especially because I don't think he wants to play third. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's let's see what happens. Uh, but all right. So this is a good episode. Um, we'll be tweeting out our plays. So uh, feel free to check the tracker and keep up to date with that. But Uh, Have a safe and happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and we will catch you guys next week. This has been another episode of Bet GPT.